Hey, Talk Tuners, it's Stephanie Myers. It's the Halloween season, and in the spirit of all things spooky, we're bringing you an encore episode from our first season on the Misfits and their classic, Halloween. This re-release encore episode was originally released in October 2021. Please connect with us and let us know your Halloween memories. Go to stephaniestalktunes.com to find all episodes and find us across the socials. Happy Halloween! Hello and welcome, Talk Tuners! We're here with episode 14. How are you doing? How are you doing, guys? I'm Stephanie Myers. Hey, guys, I'm Stephanie Pena. Episode 14, Stephanie, this is insane! Episode 14, and you know it that it's themed for one of our favorite holidays Halloween. We're talking about Halloween this episode. And specifically, specific song about that that we'll get to, that we'll share our personal memories around mm-hmm. as we do each episode. Um, so I'm pretty amped about that. Um, and I know you are too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, hey guys, let's talk tuners. Halloween is my utmost favorite holiday. Every day is Halloween. I'm going to quote, you know, Uncle Al. Al Jurgensen, lead singer of the ministry of the one of the most important bands of my life. Every day is Halloween, but now's the time. And so, of course, I'm just extra pumped, so excited to talk about a wonderful, wonderful Halloween that Stephanie and I had back in the day in New York. Um, And we saw some great music that night. So let's get rolling, girl. Let's start talking. I'm excited. Got a lot to chat about on that end. And we have a little bit to chat about beforehand. So we were so excited. Talk tuners, if you uh, listen consistently, then you may remember a couple episodes ago, we spoke about Mission of Burma's classic. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's when I reached for my revolver and our stories and memories around that for that episode. And uh, we were just so grateful, so humbled that after that episode, singer, singer of that song and the songwriter of that song, Clint Conley, um, contacted us via our Facebook page um, mm-hmm. and uh, expressed his gratitude. He said, uh, thanks for your kindness to oldens. They're not old, but, you know. No. Appreciate the sentiment and said we were Absolutely. too kind, which was, it was too kind to hear from him. Um, <laughs> we were yeah. so honored um, and humbled to hear from him for that. So it was, so, a, you know, celebratory moment for us. And also mm-hmm. we just... Um, Again, we're just so grateful. We don't take it for granted. We just thought it was so cool that the podcast is reaching back to the people that make the show possible, these legends and these insanely talented people. And um, we're really thankful to hear. And we're so glad that folks are listening. And in this case, like, my gosh, what a huge compliment to hear from the songwriter and the singer himself. Yeah, that's 100% on point. My gosh, thank you, Clint. Um, I, I'm calling you by your first name. I'm sorry, Clint Conley. Thank you, Mr. Conley, because I know we don't we're not we don't have it like that. So thank you, Mr. Conley, for the props. We appreciate it, and thanks for everyone that's listening to that one. This is us, man. We listen to music um, all over. So they can be indie, they can be underground, they can be top forty. Um, so definitely check them out. And if you don't, you're not familiar with their music, go and listen to their discography because they're amazing and you're welcome in advance so we wanted to definitely make sure we acknowledge that because it was so so cool and we're yes segueing now into our favorite time of year talking a little bit about halloween i just wanted to 
chat a little bit about, I know, God, there's so many festivities like going mm -hmm. on in our respective cities here um, in both LA and San Antonio. I'd actually technically started the celebrations um, last month when Universal Studios opened their horror oh. nights. And um, it was really cool because my uh, cool. friends and I were kind of joking. It was like, oh man, we're doing this a month and a half early, but like, hey, we're getting ahead of the horror nights. And they um, they have their different, it's kind of themed mazes and rides. There was a really cool mm -hmm. psycho one. We got a, there's a photo opportunity with like Norman Bates's kind of behind you with the psycho house. Oh, that's so cool. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. He's a little farther away now because of the yeah. world we live in. <laughs> right. Right. Be, like, right. Right behind you. And now he's a couple stair steps. That's don't so want anybody awesome. to catch anything. Um, but that was yeah. really cool. Um, and I know, uh, I know you celebrate Halloween year round, uh, but in your neck of the woods, Stephanie. Yeah, I mean, Texas is bumping, man. You remember Texas Chainsaw Massacre and upset, right? We're about the horror. This state is about the horror. And San Antonio pulls out all the stops. So actually, believe it or not, there is a hollow, um, a haunted house called 13th Floor that is downtown that is rated number five in the U.S. for top haunted houses. No shit. And I've, yeah, no, right? And I've never been, not because I'm scared. I just haven't. And I am scared. And that's a great thing. I like to be scared, but um, I've never been. So that's something that I definitely want to try and do this year for sure. Um, also around the town um, as being a predominantly Latino town with Mexican influences, we celebrate Dia de los Muertos. And obviously, oh my, I say obviously, but for those that don't know, that's not a correlation. Dia de los Muertos is not the Mexican Halloween. It is a religious holiday to honor our dead, our loved ones who have passed on. And that's a whole other show. We're not going to go there, but we do incorporate those festivities towards the latter end of October um, because Dia de los Muertos is actually November 1st and November 2nd. Um, but we do have a, a cultural fest downtown. It's called Muertos Fest, which I'm really excited about. It's bigger than better. And it didn't happen last year for obvious reasons. So it's coming back with full force. The Riverwalk has um, various parades, which is great. Again, the Haunted House. Um, just in Texas in general, there's a lot of cool stuff, a lot of cool pumpkin patches. It's the most wonderful time of the year, y'all. Like for me, it is. And, you know, and us both living in New York and Austin, these are two cities that just historically celebrate the hell out of Halloween. Totally. And um, I, uh, I don't know, Steph, you know, I, I love a good parade and New York City parade is insane. I've only been in person once, um, but <laughs> in Austin, just in general, once is all you Street, need. oh yeah, for real. And Austin on 6th Street historically is just had a parade themselves on a smaller scale and, uh, but just been very festive and um, I'm, I'm so stoked. It's just a great time of year. It's a great time of year. Yeah, that Halloween parade in New York is um, always pretty crazy. It's yes. pretty wall-to-wall -wall people, even if you're used to like parades of that magnitude. I think I'd gone, I want to say a number of times because I just didn't learn my lesson, you know, like, oh, oh it's going to be crazy girl. again, you know, and it was like one more time. Yeah. And I'll, uh, I'll just add as a, somewhat of a uh, related note too. It's like, I think my favorite part of the Halloween parade is actually uh, Lou Reed's song, Halloween Parade, um, from yes. 1989's New York album. Um, it's a great song and it's also about folks, uh, folks that were lost at the beginning of the AIDS crisis, people who weren't there year to year that he would right. see in the parade, um, when, oh uh, got at the beginning of that. Me too. So yeah. any, that's, uh, anytime anybody says Halloween parade, it brings up those lyrics. Everybody, uh, knows, uh, most people know me know I'm a big Lou Reed fan. 
But um, mm -hmm. yeah, go listen to that, folks, uh, if you have it, because that's a great way to, if you can't be a Brit, honor the sentiment of Brit. Absolutely. So on that note, man, let's turn it to the topic of the podcast. So guys, drum roll, please. Da, 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 da. I got something to say. And if you know that, we're talking about the misfits. Woo! Talking about the misfits today, indeed. We're specifically talking about their classic song, Halloween, today. Yes! memories around the band, around the song. Uh, you get to hear our little take and our little personal remembrances. And then we'll also, you know, have a little fun facts, story down memory lane. Absolutely. Absolutely. So before we segue into that, let me just talk, get a little bit of history about the Misfits, y'all. One of my favorite bands of all time. They were formed in 1977. That is the year of Punk, if you do not know anything about that year, you need to Google that shit. You need to do whatever the hell you need to do. I will lend you my spin magazine that did a whole magazine about 1977. It's like one of the most important years and also the year of my brother's birth. So JR, if you're listening, I love 1977. But let's talk about the Misfits. So Misfits, it's actually homegrown as far as the States. So they are from Lottie, New Jersey. And they formed in February 1977. Um, and the group originally included vocalist and keyboardist Glenn Zanzig. And for those folks who do not maybe listen to The Misfits, you may listen to Glenn Danzig's solo work as Danzig. So he is a fucking badass. Um, also in the original lineup is bassist Jerry Only, drummer Manning Martinez, and guitarist Franchet Coma was added in the fall of that year. So Misfits, um, there's been a lot of change in that lineup, but everybody will know the logo. If you are a fan, there is this skull. And when you see the skull, you think Misfits because that is them. Well, check it out. Where did they get the, the, you know, the, the skull from? Where did it come from? It came from a 1946 film called The Crimson Ghost. And it was used, the actual image of the skull was used to prom as promotional art for their single horror business in 1979. And so I just take away from that how cool it was different back in the 70s that you actually have promotional art and you go all out for singles, not just albums like we're used to now, right? Yeah. So these are album, these are musicians that are legends for a reason because they are pouring their heart, they're pouring their creativity 
into every aspect of their music. It's the single, it's an album, it's the tour. I mean, the full package. So they build these images. And so people, you see folks, maybe you'll see people even in like little onesies and shit that have a little <laughs> misfit skull because it's that iconic. So I know plenty of punk moms and dads are, are decking it out and passing it down. So yeah, that's a little bit of history behind the misfits. I love that. And um, as folks probably know, Van did broke up break up quite a while ago. It actually broke up 1983. You see them continue to tour. Um, different lineups have come and gone over the years, specifically with Jerry only. It's, yeah, it's interesting. And I know you have even some additional details around how they had these different forms. Yeah, absolutely. So, and you know, Steph, definitely on point. But Jerry only, who took over vocals for Danzig for a long time, he, him and Danzig are the standing founding members of the band and they, them two, have reunited a couple of times. Personally, where have I have fallen into these soft reunions with Danzig and only? Well, check it out. In 2011, Danzig himself, not with Jerry, decided that he was going to headline the Fun 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 Fest in Austin, Texas. It's now a defunct uh, music festival, my favorite. It always happens in the yeah. beginning of November, or it did happen in the beginning of November. Fucking great. You're bringing people from the comedy scene, from the um, you know mainstream hip-hop, indie, and then you're going to bring the old fogies, I guess, if we want to call it that. You're going <laughs> to bring the punks. They had different color stages, guys. So it was like, you knew, and for me, I was the metal and punk person. I always went to the black stage. The blue stage yeah. was the hip-hop. The orange stage is what I like to call the hipster stage. And then they had a yellow stage, which was for comedians. It was literally, no matter where you were at, how old you were, you knew somebody on that lineup and you wanted to go. I, I just, that is, I literally all, fun, fun, fun fest, was my bachelorette party. That's how <laughs> hardcore I am about this fucking festival. So <laughs> anyway, or I was, and I wish it'd come back. Transmission Entertainment, if anybody's listening out there, Max, Max, are you there? Bring it back. We <laughs> miss it. Cool. So anywho, Danzig, y'all. So Danzig played the first night. It was Friday night, and I was torn. I didn't know if I wanted to listen to him or I wanted to go see Public Enemy, but I have seen Public Enemy because they were headlining the Blue Stage that night. I was like, man, yeah. I've seen him so many times. Never seen Danzig. Well, I've seen Danzig at another fun, fun, fun fest. But this was special because it was Legacy. So he was supposed to be singing songs from his Misfits days and, of course, his solo work. Check it out, y'all. But it was fucking insane. <sighs> he did not start on time. In fact, he started 45 <laughs> minutes late. Lord. So here's the deal. It started up a straight-up riot. Not lying. Not saying people got hurt, nobody died. Thank God it wasn't on that level. But people were pissed, right? So I'm naturally, I'm like, okay. I'm going to go ahead and hang out on the rails because at that time I still had really close connections in my music world. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to feel safe here. I'm going to know people that are working barricades, security. And I had to be pulled out because I was like, fuck this shit. People are going crazy. Yep. Because, and I get it because he was so late. Now he gets on and he starts bitching about he has a cold and he's oh, bitching wow. about the sound. And there's y'all look it up. Look it up. Like he literally... Like Transmission Entertainment and all the producers and all the parties involved knew that Danzig was sick before he went to, um, you know, had committed to that performance. So they took all these precautions and made the stage as, you know, had heat warmers, had all sorts of stuff that was actually was cold at that time. And he was just a total diva. 
So I, I honestly did not see him because I, during the riot phase, I was like, fuck this shit. So guess what I did? I got myself a tall boy and went over to Public Enemy and saw fucking Good show for you. play fucking throw down. But I was so pissed because I'm like, I've never seen Misfits played live proper, you know, especially by the founding member. So that really sucked, dude. Danzig is something else. But um, and then so here's the deal. When he finally came on, there is a set curfew because in Austin, being a small town, um, the, the event took place in the heart of downtown. There's the noise restriction. You got to cut off. We don't give a fuck who you are. Michael Jackson. Danzig, Jesus Christ, we don't give a shit. You're going off at 11 o'clock. Like, that's just it. And so it was bad, y'all. He hardly played any Misfit songs. That really sucked. So, um, you know, and I bring this up because if anybody who's listening right now naturally understands that Danzig is a diva. We, we just know that. We just know that. And Jerry only has his own stuff, too. And throughout their years, they've been through so much controversy. <laughs> It's crazy. It's crazy. So like they're they're just that band, man. I mean, they're they know they're good. They have a legion fan base. They have a cult fan base, and they just got problems. But however, we still love them. And in fact, talking about Halloween, so Halloween in general is my favorite. But you add music to it, well, <laughs> they wrote the song Halloween, and you can't get just more festive than that. And well, Danzig in general and the Misfits in general, they are a horror punk band. So Danzig wrote a lot of songs that are influenced by B horror flicks. And with that, and this, the importance of this band, not only outside of the theme of horror punk, it's just really good music. They have cover bands. There are folks that, I mean, I look forward to that every Halloween in San Antonio or Austin, you know, there's always a cover band playing and uh, Misfits cover band playing. And I do want to highlight the Children Heat from 2009. They they brought it to the original Emo's location, and they it was complete with go go dancers. The lead singer came out of a coffin. I mean, he was like, "Damn, it was on stuff." I wish you were there with me. Oh my gosh! And that was the year that I came back from New York the first time, and so it was just nice because knowing that you know the great memories you have in New York, and I I was able to build some good ones down at home and then also currently there's a band that does not plays just on halloween um, it's called psycho 78 they're from san antonio i've seen them a couple of times and they really really bring it so um yeah misfits are a big deal dude especially around halloween they're a big deal going back to fun 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 fest for a second uh sad to hear that danzig decided during that particular show be like i'm not gonna play a misfit song i'm gonna do whatever the hell i want to do and, and i'm glad to hear that you decided at a certain point in the night to say, I'm actually going to go see Public Enemy. And I think back to Vegas Festival in Las Vegas when we went saw Public mm -hmm. Enemy. What a great show that was. Um, folks can go back to uh, Tears for Fears episode to hear yep. more about that festival because it was a great, it was actually a really great festival. Um, so give Public Enemy um, some props there. You don't usually have those two worlds collide, right? Like the <laughs> no fans and the Public Enemy fans, like are all around. Uh, but... <laughs> Yeah, no. in the concert world and in the world of festivals, um, <laughs> these are, you know what I mean? Like it's uh, it's genre, genre inclusive. And we've seen some some great festivals that, uh, that kind of encompass all of these. 
legends. Yeah, right? and that's the beauty of music, y'all, right? Music is life. Music brings, brings us together and, you know... Just like human beings, you're not one dimensional. Music's not one dimensional. So you're going to be tied to all different types. And so absolutely. So that, yeah, I didn't probably going to be fucking threw it down, but I was just like happy. And I felt so, uh, you know, privileged that I'm like, okay, my little connections in my own little world. I'm like, Hey friend, security guard, pull me out. And they're yeah. like, Oh, staff. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Can you just pull me out? <laughs> oh Lord. Because I was like, people going crazy for good reason. I get it. But I ain't about this life. So I need to, go, <laughs> I need to roll. Got to get pulled out of, right, your dangerous situations. <laughs> like, there's no Yo. good that can come of that. Yeah, no, fuck no. It's like even, I mean, again, there was no reports of anybody dying or any major injuries. But you could still get injured, right? Come on. Sure. <laughs> that. I was out. <laughs> 100%. Oh, that's I mean, I'm hardcore, dude, but I'm telling you, I was more nervous in that crowd than I was in a fucking Pantera pit. I said, oh, I believe like, it with my whole straight heart. Straight up, bitches were pissed, and I get it, and I was mad too, but I'm like, it's not that serious, or we have to, like, you know, <laughs> right? Start moshing and beating each other up for no fucking reason. Let's enjoy ourselves, right? <laughs> yeah. Why we gotta do this? Yeah, yeah, God, we have all these pit stories too. Just like completely mm-hmm. crazy. But uh, Danzig, for his ups and downs, um, yeah. listeners may or may not know, uh, actually wrote the song Halloween. That is his. He right wrote on. it. Um, and to your point, Stephanie, their aesthetic and their music, so inspired by these cinema genres. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's why it's like getting their larger reputation, iconography and otherwise, as this. Um, as a horror band, as a uh, spooky band. So I feel like yeah. they were the perfect choice to talk about for a Halloween episode. And I know we've even had it in the back of our minds for a long time because we know mm-hmm. we were, we're like, these guys are actually perfect. And um, folks who might be new to them too can uh, check out uh, Dig Up Her Bones, uh, other classics they've done that are completely in this vein. But if you're looking for some Halloween playlist listening, now's the time of year and to check them out. Um, dig a little deeper, <laughs> as the case may be. <laughs> no pun intended. intended. But musically, they're great. And I'll just uh, I'll just stray a little bit from the music itself to say, uh, as an aside, you know, Glenn Danzig over the years, I know you and I have discussed this, Stephanie, has just yeah. like taken like a bit of this turn as a person. And um, mm. if you look at, there's been like a Indian Revolver Mag and others, but uh, just strayed from what were his kind of punk mentality roots. Um, Mm -hmm. And then was like in April of this year, blaming quote unquote cancel culture for uh, saying, well, that's why uh, punk bands like the Misfits wouldn't even be able to thrive like today, which is such a stupid moot point too. But it's just like, (laughs) really dude. And then Mm -hmm. uh, quote, like everything's so uptight and PC. And I was just like, you know, really dude, because it goes back to, you know, music's connected to larger themes as everything is. So it's like yes. people like him who should know better, like don't, uh, they say stuff like that. They obviously don't understand these dynamics of like power and privilege or they're like, oh, somebody's just beating me up, which is bullshit. Because let's also go back to the core of punk. Like what punk did as a genre was sit there, say like, uh, I'm going to thumb my nose at authority. Um, mm mm-hmm. And with that, they always punched mm-hmm. up. 
They never punched mm-hmm. down. They always punched up at authority. Mm-hmm. They didn't punch down to people who were being marginalized for whatever reason. That's 101. Um, so they what, were the marginalized. So it's like, what yeah. the fuck, Dandy? Yeah, at that point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's just like, he should, of all people, like, know better. So when I hear stuff like that, I'm always like, ugh. Like, so when I ran across this in the research, it was like, whatever. And so just going back to, to I like to beat my yeah. drum on this, like, uh, the powerful are never going to feel the effects of being so-called, quote, canceled. It's bullshit. And it's called, oh, you might be called out for the first time in your life on mm-hmm. things that you should have been called out on. But anyway, we always know it's like, as the humans behind the music talk, obviously things they do are connected to these larger themes, which we've discussed on the past in the show in terms of history, in terms of just context. And yeah. um, something we always yeah. kind of try to draw lines to. So anyway... Just wanted to just wanted to interject that. And I do feel like Glenn needs to, you know, get it together. And that kind of ties into what you're describing as this concert behavior too. just a little bit of a diva thinks. Yeah, no, absolutely. And thank you for that, Stephanie. It's so true because I mean, punk music were the folks that were struggling, you know, artists, starving artists come from somewhere, right? Well, punk added to that stereotype and it was true folks that were the little guys and, you know, just felt authority and well, fuck authority, you know, like let's change things. So let's think about this though. Even a sentiment about saying the misfits would not last now because everybody was PC bro. In 1977, don't even act like everyone was like, Oh fuck. Yes. You're talking about death. Halloween. Fuck authority. We love you. Come on now. You live in America. We know (laughs) that in the seventies, no, Por favor. That's all I have to say. So we can, we can, we can do a whole, we can go a whole episode, but fame changes you, right? Money changes you. And so that just shows, but he's still going to bring the folks because we're not dissing his talent. It's just some things that he says, it's like, man, come on, recognize you forgot your roots. Yeah. So your larger context together, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, this song was actually released on October 31st, 1981. Steph and I took a step back and we're like, that was our first Halloween. So of course, naturally, we're major fans. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. Super cool. Yeah, I know. So I'm like, that's fucking dope. I didn't realize that. Um, You know, definitely, you know, Halloween has become a staple of theirs. I mean, it is a song. It's kind of like they they own the holiday for anybody that loves punk music. You know, you just can't. There's no deciphering you know as if you know that you know misfits are playing on halloween you're gonna go because they wrote the damn song about it so <laughs> so which segues into our concert memory all this is great lynn myers kicked this off because she made it happen yeah so uh you know of course we got additional personal memories around the misfits and seeing the misfits for a halloween show on halloween pretty freaking <laughs> Perfect. And so this was in uh, 2008. This was their show that they were doing at that point. They had made it kind of an annual thing to play on Halloween. This was at BB King's. Um, For those familiar with the New York venue, which is a great intimate venue, I've always been a fan of it. Um, Oh, yeah. And I really liked seeing shows there. And so that night, I was actually reviewing the show um, for Mm -hmm. publication, and I got us both in um, on a press pass. So, bonus. Um, to go see that show. We were both super down, super down. And um, God knows I love themes. So doubly exciting. 
um, to be there for that night. And as we spoke about earlier, just as far as lineup, of course, this was part of the ever-revolving lineup. This one did include Jerry only. He was the only <laughs> member of the founding lineup who was there that night. Yeah. Um, and then they also had actually their drummer, Robo, who ended up being like kind of subsequently considered part of the yeah. core or classic band. But, yeah. but as far as a show goes, um, it was it was crazy and it was awesome just to set the scene a little bit that night. So it's Halloween. Um, the stage was set up. We'd had a huge, huge drum set from Robo with uh, there were skeletal remains around. There were spikes mm -hmm. on the drum sets. Um, and they, they talk about playing. knowing. Yeah, they talk about knowing <laughs> their audience, knowing who they're there for that night. Be like, we're, we're this band with our horror influences here at Play Halloween. And so had all that uh, with the setup. There was, um, as the show began, it was uh, crowd surfing and moshing. And actually, Stephanie, I think, uh, I believe we had one of the tables that were yes, a little we set did, back, girl. which is a lot more <laughs> civilized than a lot of the shows we've been to, which were, you know, <laughs> yeah. GA or bust. There was no other option, right? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that was kind of it. But I remember it's like, all right, we got this tip. That's cool. And then people were, you know, busting their heads or whatever. Um, back there in GA, which is a funny place to kind of mosh in BB Kings, but um, yeah, guys, because this that venue it. is so eloquent. It's beautiful. It's BB <laughs> it King. Is, yeah. He's he's the man, right? It's in Times Square. Yeah. So if you put those two in, those two factors together, you know the name of BB King, you know definitely a legend. Times Square, of course, a touristy area of New York. You're going into a nice venue because we they want to draw tourists. Yeah. So, <laughs> totally. Oh and misfits were just like, we're going to throw it down. And I can't thank you enough, Stephanie, for <laughs> inviting me on your plus one pass. I remember when you told me this, I was like, you're making my dreams come true. And I'm like fucking crying and shit. And I just remember that day at work, I was like, I'm going to go see the misfits tonight. I'm so cool. And I get a press pass and I get to actually <laughs> sit at a table. It was, girl, we had moved on up in the world. So props to you. This is one of my favorite memories of our friendship over time oh thank you so much it was such a great time happy to do it and so it's kind of such a contrast from those shows to move to there's like oh table and the goth, this like, was dinner, upgrade yeah bb king so you get like dinner or food or whatever and i was like oh this is yeah. nice we, like we dress up amongst these i believe it was uh, goblins and ghosts all set up amongst the area and be like and we will sit here like and enjoy the show as though it's a a zoo exhibit? I don't know. Um, right. It's like I have to drink wine to see the misfits. I really just want to fucking Bud Light. Like, <laughs> like I didn't even be classy. <laughs> be like, class it up over here at the Misfits show. And it was such a good show. And they did, uh, uh, as in contrast to when no. you'd see dancing comes over, um, they really, they knew where their bread was buttered with this. And they covered um, all eras of their catalog. They played yep. the hits and they played some of those B-sides, but knowing that um, it was a real uh, fan-based crowd there that night too. And folks were um, in true form, were dressed up mm -hmm. um, for Halloween as well they should be. Um, so mm -hmm. that really added to the full ambiance, I think, of the yeah. night. It was perfect. It was perfect. I was dressed in Wednesday Adams 
um, that yeah. night because I have a massive forehead and I have long hair. So I was like, hey, guys, I'm going to do Wednesday Adams. And I happen to naturally have Wednesday Adams attire because I'm just goth that way. But anyway, this is funny, though. So the crowd, man, New Yorkers bring it. You know, it's, oh, yeah. it's a Halloween city, so they don't play with their outfits. Um, my gosh. So, guys, this is hilarious. So, like, maybe that month or a couple months before The Strangers came out. So that whole uh, um, Halloween flick, it has, uh, I always say the guy from Felicity, but it also, I think it's Scott Spedsman. I think that is his name. He's also in Animal Kingdom. Okay. Um, and it had Lily Tyler in it as well. And that movie scared the shit out of me because it was one of those horror films that was loosely based off a true story. Um, it was directed by a UT alum, a fellow UT alum. So it had a lot of Texas elements in it. So it just brought it home. And you know what else, Stephanie? I'm recalling mm. distinctly now you um, gently, gently and half jokingly forbid me from seeing it. You were oh, like, yeah, you it's, were it's no joke. You will not enjoy this. You don't want to do it. And I remember, like I told somebody else and I was like, well, my friend said I actually shouldn't see it. You shouldn't, <laughs> I really remember that. Yeah, no, I was like, literally, so check it. So I saw this movie with our mutual friends, Gina and Tavy. And I was tripping out the entire time because I was like, dude, this has got so many Texas ties. And I grew up in San Antonio, but my high school was in a rural part of out in the outskirts of SA. And so I grew up with friends who had a lot of land, et cetera. I'm like, oh my God, this could fucking happen. Like, yeah. oh my God. And so it was so real. So I literally, and I saw that movie at the Lowe's Theater, which is on 38th and 8th, right across the street from Madison Square Garden. And we walked out. I was so nervous. I literally going to my apartment in Brooklyn, nothing to do with Texas, straight up city. You got everybody around you. I literally locked my bedroom door that night. And oh, I was shit. like, no one. Like, I was so fucking freaked out because of the realness. Well, check it out. So the strangers, for those that have seen it, you know that there's three mass murders, right? There's two women and one man when he has like some kind of like potato sack over his head, whatever, as a mask. And this bitch and i say this bitch because he scared the shit out of me which is in fun words he was sitting at our table this dude dressed at him for halloween yep yep i was like stephanie this is why you don't want to see it look at that kukui kukui means boogeyman in in, in spanish and i was like oh my god like that was crazy yeah so have you seen the movie I, I think I made sure to not bother. I know the bones of it. And I was like, mm, this Good. probably isn't for me. Because that stuff sticks with me yeah. too long, especially if it's like semi-based in reality or it seems like something mm -hmm. that could happen. Mm -hmm. I just yep. can't. Like, I'm like, eh, cool. Then I won't be able to sleep for a long time. That's where it drove home for me. Because if it's like, because horror, you know, there's so many different subgenres of horror. But if you're watching a movie that's loosely based off of some true facts and could actually happen, that's where you're really going to get me. That's where yeah. I'm just not, not. And I was like, yeah, Stephanie, knowing you, obviously you're one of my best friends. I was like, girl, just pass this. You'd be like, you don't need to do this. <laughs> like, you won't enjoy it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> you're like, don't do it. Don't do it. And then you sat down. You sat down at the Misfits show and like cosplaying next to us with like full on strangers garb, which was just, it was like, man, this is something. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, man, that just drove me to have more beers and just get excited about the Misfits because <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm totally spooked out. So it was the perfect night.
It was a perfect night. Um, I And I know the folks that are listening have may have seen the Misfits over time at whatever venue maybe you, I mean, if you're lucky and you actually saw, if you went to that MSG show, like, I really want to know. It was multiple shows. Totally. Multiple. So please yeah. let me know because I'm so jealous of you. But, totally. Um, oh my God. But yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyway, so yeah, um, that was a good time. Definitely one of my highlights of, of our friendship. Uh, that was awesome. Memories with concerts and so we got so many good concert memories. We got so many good yes. concert memories. Um, but yeah, that was that was a heck of a show. And Misfits are, you know, in whatever form, whatever yeah. united form, a heck of a band. Um, exactly. Just okay. if you can imagine uh, what it's like to see them in their element um, on that day. Halloween, man. Halloween and the Misfits. Like, there's nothing better. You just better. can't get better than that. So, you know, I mean... My gosh. So I'm so glad we did this episode, um, you know, because sincerely, you know, every Halloween I, I play Misfits year round too. Yes. I'm a, yeah. uh, I'm just a horror fanatic, but there is just totally. something about the season for obvious reasons um, that it just means a lot more during this time. So if you guys have not heard the Misfits, just, just go to stop already. Yeah. Make your life complete Yeah, and go listen to some Misfits. Yeah. <laughs> And that's why, oh, wow. you know, it's a Halloween episode. We want to give you guys good recommendations, too, to go to listen to. Mm-hmm. Like, go check that out. Now's the time. Get in the spirit of Halloween and have a good time. I'm just going to add on that. I mean, I'm just, I'm feeling you. I'm feeling you. Yeah, go, you know, listen to the more spooky side. The Monster Mash is always a good favorite of mine that I like to listen to. Um, you know, whatever. Halloween and music go hand in hand. And um, I think just everything kind of just comes full circle um, during you know, the any holiday season. I mean, even Christmas for those folks who love the Christmas, I get it. <laughs> you know, there's the music. There's always a musical tie. So with Halloween, um, you can get a campy side, a fun side like Monster Mash. You can get a little bit more horror, a little more hardcore like the Misfits, but it's all fun at the end. And I really invite folks to go to Spotify, to go to their, um, you know, iTunes and just you know, download some Halloween podcasts, uh, ho- podcasts, yeah. and also um, some Halloween just theme this lists. You know, yeah, playlists. Yes, playlists. Thank you, Stephanie. Yeah, because yeah, it's it's so worth it. It's a lot of fun, and don't wait until October. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, and it will tell you to do it year round. Just year round, and don't wait till just Halloween. <laughs> yeah, but I'm 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 a, I'm a freak. So just a little funny, funny side note. Um, you know, I love Halloween so much, and my parents know I love Halloween so much that um, when Jeff and I got married, Stephanie, thank you for coming to the wedding. Our um, our <laughs> our line dance because we had to do something traditional, right? And I'm such a musically inclined family. I was like, what are we gonna do for the line dance? Because I'm sure it's not doing the electric slide or boot scoot boogie. <laughs> and my mom was like, do Thriller. And I'm like, oh shit! So like, I had Thriller in my wedding. I mean, like it was it was awesome. And I got married in December, also blasphemy. That's kind of perfect. Halloween's every day. Halloween's every day. <laughs> yeah, thriller for yeah, Halloween spookyish themed thing. I mean, can't you can't really go wrong from that. Like my God. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this absolutely. has been a lot of fun, guys. I just want to say thank you again, listeners. We're just like again yes. filled with gratitude. You know, the show is free. We'll never ask you for money. <laughs> um, no, no. Ten second ask if you can spare the time. If you're enjoying the show. If you could uh, do us a solid and consider just sharing your favorite episode 
on social media. Just copy and paste say, man, I really enjoyed this. Notice word of mouth is really big for us. And uh, yeah. if you're one person that tells another person, they tell their friends, uh, snowballs really quickly. And we love getting these new folks that are listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, we don't take it for granted. But yeah, if you mind doing that, even with your little friend circle, we would be so appreciative. Oh my gosh. Yes, absolutely. And this is, you know, just like our last episode of Johnny Cash, we know that there are some folks out there that are listening that really resonate with this band too. So I would love to hear your stories, man. If we could find somebody who saw them in 1977, 1978, holy shit, please talk to us. <laughs> to hear it would definitely include wow. that story on a future episode. Uh, so please yeah. do reach out to us guys. Come talk to us like for real. So you can reach us at Stephanie's talk tunes at Gmail. And of course, we're on pretty much every social platform you can think of. So your IG, your FB, your TikTok, Stephanie's Talk Tunes handle at IG, FB, and TikTok, and Stephanie's Talk on Twitter. And then also, you know, anything you want to add on Apple Podcasts, because that's a great way for you to show your support with any type of review. Um, hopefully it's all positive. We, we welcome it. Thank you so much. Um, last but not least... Definitely want to make sure that you guys, um, you know, put some effort into checking out other podcasts from our network, the Pantheon Network. We have brothers and sisters that do great shows, phenomenal shows, um, you know, just on this spin, um, talking about the misfits and folks, the misfits as a whole. Yes, they talked Halloween and they come with the stage presence. Well, there's a really, really good podcast called Shot It Out Loud. So for those folks that listen to the band Kiss, that's what it's centered around. Um, so who like those theatrics. So and that's just one special nugget out of the slew of podcasts that Pantheon offers. So thank you so much for your support, guys. So many good ones out there. Yes. And just uh, gratitude and just saying thank you. And beyond that, of course, saying happy Halloween, guys. Celebrate it how you celebrate it. But thank you for celebrating it with us today. It means a lot. Yes. So even if you just want to tell us what you're going to be for Halloween, let us know. I'm going to be a mermaid. That's one of my outfits. And what are you going to do, Stephanie? Have you thought about it? You have great outfits. I got to get a costume together, but I might make uh, my uh, little Chihuahua mix Chelsea be the uh, Taco Bell dog. <laughs> oh, my God. Great. Just a little just thought bubble. Shitty food. Yeah. <laughs> a little thought bubble I can put above her head. Um, that says Yokiero Taco Bell. Um, I don't think she's going to like the idea, but yeah. you know, pets and Halloween, yeah. so we'll figure that out. Yeah, as long as she just don't give her the crap food because, you know, she is part Mexican and we don't do that. We don't do it. Don't, no, it's wrong. We don't, we don't. We don't do Taco Bell. We don't. <laughs> but that's cute. I love it. I absolutely love it. So awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, you guys have a safe and happy Halloween from us. Please share um, all your stories and just Halloween sentiments because both of us really, really love this holiday and uh, you can be whatever the hell you want on Halloween and that's the beauty of it. So talk to us, people. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening for what I had to say. <laughs> Dancing. Right. Anyway, sorry. Thanks to say. Love you guys. Peace out. Thank you. Happy Halloween. <laughs>
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.